Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs. And we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. For two of three conversations on this week's show, you will hear a guest street epistemologist, Anthony Magnabosco. Anthony is executive director of Street Epistemology International and is one of the early innovators of street epistemology as a conversational technique. First, we will hear from Laurel, who believes in astrology. Next, we will hear from Brian, who has a strong faith in God. And finally, we will have a conversation with Beth, who voiced skepticism about New Age beliefs relative to her own Christian beliefs. (laughs) Do you happen to have a belief you wish to discuss? Astrology. What do we mean by astrology? I am a professional astrologer, and I believe that it is a phenomenon that cannot be measured quantitatively the way we do with so much of our, what is now science, like the idea of science, but I still believe in the phenomenon of the energy that works, sets it out constantly in play, um, kind of dictating the seasons and the cycles of our experiences and how it can reflect it can be reflected by the principle as above, so below, and as within, so without. Um, I believe that astrology is something that that works every day in the world uh, in ways that many of us are unaware because we're immersed in the experiment that it's essentially describing. Thank you for that. And it's interesting because I've talked to different people about astrology and people have different, you know, uh, definitions of what it is, so I always make sure I'm understanding what you're talking about. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Um, let's say on a scale from one to seven, how confident are you that this belief in astrology is true, true and real? Eight. <laughs> seven, eight out of for seven? Sure. Yeah, an eight out of seven. <laughs> and on a scale from one to seven, how conf- I'm sorry, how important is it for you to believe in true things, things that are true and real? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I would say probably a five. I like that the... you're confident that astrology is a true belief, but whether it is true or not is not as important. Yep. That, yes, that is what I believe about it. Um, I believe that it's not something that everybody is going to connect with, and some people need more concrete answers to things, and astrology cannot necessarily give you the fine details of what you should have for breakfast or which route to take to work, um, which I think a lot of people want to project onto it. So while I believe that astrology is an eight out of seven is working, is true, is real all the time, uh, I also have a very active relationship with my observation of it. If someone was to ask you, Laurel, the pronunciation name right? 
What is the primary reason why you believe the belief? What would you tell them? I see it every day. I experience it every day. Experience. Mm -hmm. Personal experience that it is true. Yes. All right. This maybe will help me. Let's suppose Jane. Jane is sitting next to you. And for whatever reason, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. Jane doesn't believe in astrology. And the reason why she doesn't believe it is she hasn't had that personal experience. She's had a different personal experience that has showed her for whatever reason that astrology is not true and real. You've had that personal experience. I know you've had that personal experience. I'm a third person. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing you and Jane talk. Is there any way I could know maybe what's true and real in the world or maybe get a little closer to a true belief? Hmm. That's a really great question. And it's hard to... With something like astrology that is not... Um, does not necessarily take concrete, tangible form right before our eyes uh, in a moment when you're like, I can prove it's real and here is how. Boom, let me show you my proof right there. Um, it, I would encourage someone to speak with a trained astrologer or somebody who has done work and study into and the that pursuit. that person speaks to the trained astrologer and that person comes to the conclusion that like that like Jane does, that astrology is not real. Does that mean astrology is not real? No, it's not real to them. It's not real to them? Yeah. Can it be real and not real at the same time? Absolutely. Everything is real and not real at the same time. Let me ask a question about that. Sure. So I have a box of Mentos here. Let's suppose, well, let's say that there's either an even or odd number of Mentos in this box. I don't know what the answer is. I presume you don't know what the answer is. But could it be said that there's either an even or odd number of Mentos in this box? At this point, there is either an even or odd number of Mentos because we can't, we do not know at there, this moment. There are both in here? Both. The both of the, Schrodinger's box, in a way. So you're saying there are both an even or odd number of Mentos in this box? Until it's observed. How does observing it change the number in the box we would count them and we would know the number in the box is it the same number whether i count it or not is it though i mean that's kind of the what i'm getting at it's we can't know a thing until we are able to see it in action to see the measurement of it we might be told there's a hundred mentos in that box but maybe that's the box where the machine so until i count it there is both an even or odd number of mentos in this box and I guess that means that your belief, what you're telling me, is both true and not true at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I guess extrapolating from that, all beliefs are true. To an extent they are, because I believe that it has a, a, our reality is based on our perceptions of it. Um, and so what is true and a, a very visceral truth in my world, astrology, for example, may not be a visceral truth in somebody else's world because they're not observing it they're not interacting with it they haven't they're it's not part of how their mind is chosen to link into the rest of the I'm, energy yeah i'm just curious of how whether i count the mentos or not how that relates to how many i'm just help me explain and help me understand that i'm really trying to understand like how whether i count these or not how that reflects how many number 
whether there's an even or odd number in the box or not. Well, right now we don't know if there's an even or an odd number inside of that box. But does whether we know or not make a difference to how many numbers, how many there are in there? Um, well, you, it's hard. I guess not technically, but I am a very large advocate of the of the observation of things. You know that that's part of what makes them can you and I, real. Can you and I not exist in the world for whatever reason? And there's still either an even rod, whatever it is, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I think I'm trying to get at is is that I'm trying to square that in my head how maybe there's an objective truth there that doesn't matter what I believe about it, it's just true, versus a truth that depends on what I want it to be true. Well, it's very hard to understand the the objective truth of the of even the idea objective truth because everybody has their own set of truths and conditions and terms that are attached to what makes that something true to them i guess when i think about truth i think of it in a sense that it doesn't matter what i think about it it doesn't matter what you think about it the thing is true who said it though what's that who decided that nobody okay nobody my, I guess what I'm saying is that it's not person dependent. It doesn't depend on people for that thing to be true. Right. Either the. But does it not depend on people to observe that truth? The idea would be here's an example like the Earth circles the sun. Yes. Do you believe that? Absolutely. And if there were no people at all in the world to observe it, that would still be true. Yes, it would be because so, we've been able to observe it from no us, people, though. If there were no people. We Ever. would think that would still be true, but we cannot know that truth because that's not what our experience is. No experience. There's no people's, no person's experience. So let's say there's n- no one's ever existed in the world. No, there's no people to ever experience it. Could we say that the earth would still circle the sun? Well, I don't think we would need to say that at all because there's no one to experience it. I understand what you're saying. And I understand what you're saying. I'm sticking to my guns on that. Okay, tell me your guns. I did. There, it wouldn't matter because there's nothing to be observed. There's no one to do the observing. You're saying it wouldn't matter. No. Okay. That that truth wouldn't matter if there's nobody to observe it. Okay. I understand you're saying it wouldn't matter. But if, if no one was there to observe it, would it be true? I cannot say with certainty if that would be true or not. Because it would be something so beyond my conception. So if no humans existed in the world, then we couldn't say that the earth would circle the sun. If no humans existed, there would be no one to say that statement, correct? Not whether someone's there to say it, whether it is true. I think this is where we're hitting our divide because I believe that truth is a very much a human construct. So you think truth depends on people? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. That whether there's an even or odd number of Mentos, it depends, that completely depends on what the person thinks about it. So I can believe whatever I want to believe, and that makes it true. It makes it true for that person. Mm-hmm. Like the, in the subjective, make, individualized experience. If I get yes. on top of this building, and I believe I can fly... 
and I can, I'll jump, and it's true for me. It's true for you. And I will fly. And it's not true for everyone else. But it's true for me. <laughs> right, but it's true for you. And I will fly. Right? And I will fly. Yeah. Because it's true for me. For a second, you Is will. Is that how beliefs yeah. work? Many of them, yes. Many of them, yes. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. We will now speak with Brian who has a strong faith in God. Are you enjoying the program and wish to help? Please leave us an Apple podcast review. Thanks. So do you happen to have an important belief or a defining belief that you'd wish to discuss and we could ask you questions or I could begin to at least ask you questions about and kind of explore how you've come to believe that? Um... I have a very strong faith in God, um, so there, that, that's that's probably the the core of my belief system. But I also believe, uh, you know, from a, a non-religious point of view, you know, a lot of people that are very highly religious uh, shun the, you know any of this stuff that's going on here. Um, and that's not the, you. That's not me. Yeah. Uh, the way I look at it is. If, if we believe that, you know, the Bible tells us that the God is the higher power, that God created the earth, God created all this stuff, why would we be so close-minded to believe that God didn't give us these abilities? So I think what uh, you're telling me is that there may be some people out there who have more narrow definitions of God or a God, yeah. and your definition is more broad. I believe so, yeah. And yeah. maybe we can explore that, and by more broad, you does it mean that God can be anything you... or any, adopt any definition or is it it's just a broad definition like um, I think God is a higher power and a power much greater than most humans can comprehend and probably any humans can comprehend higher power greater power and I think a lot of people particularly in religion simplify what God is probably because it's it's something that most people more people can uh, understand or, or, or grasp um, and I and I think sometimes I mean I'm, I go to church regularly, but I think some religions very much stifle God, right? Make it about the religion more than the power of our our God, our Creator, um, and and then our personal abilities as humans to tap into whatever energies or powers or abilities that God provides for us. Now, when you say higher power and greater power. Is this higher power, greater power? Is this a, how, I'm really trying to understand like how it works. Like, is it something that has personal relationships with people? Is it guide people? Or is this, is this a power that kind of in the ether that, I mean, how, I'm really trying to understand like what you mean by when you say that. So I just, um, we're working off the same. I'm not sure I fully understand, but my perspective, I guess, is um, a little bit of all of that, right? Um, I believe God is an ether level of power. I believe there can be a personal relationship involved there too, um, and I think that's the most probably the most important factor is to be able to uh, personally connect to whatever that power is. So um, it's like a, it's a personal connection, and okay, right. I right. think I understand better. Thank you. Yeah. Um, on a scale, let's say from one to seven, how confident are you that this belief is true, true and real? I think seven. There's enough evidence out there that that these 
that there's something much bigger in control of everything. So pretty confident in yeah. your belief. Yeah. And on a scale on one to, from one to seven, how important is it for you to believe in things that are true and real? The things that you believe in, those things are true and real. How important from one to seven? Um, well, it's probably a seven. It's important, yeah, for me to understand what is true, what's real. I've been wrong before. If Fred was sitting next to you and Fred asked you, Brian, what is the, what is the primary reason you believe the belief? What is your main reason that you know that your belief is true and if you didn't have this reason available to you, you might believe it a little bit less. I and mean, what would you tell them? Um, you know, from, from a God perspective, the Bible. Uh, but deeper than that, beyond that, I've had a lot of, uh, quite a few personal experiences uh, that, that have, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, maybe verified. That, that there is a lot more to this power um, and, and the ability to communicate even um, with the higher power uh, and to have that influence our lives. Okay. So you would tell, what did I say? Fred? 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 <laughs> you would tell Fred, I'm hearing different reasons. Yeah. I hear the Bible. Yeah. I hear personal experience. And there's a third reason I'm trying to grasp something about a connection or a, um, I'm not quite certain where, what you were saying and maybe you could help. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some, I guess, I don't know how to explain it, but I guess some, there can, you, you can develop a personal connection. Um, personal connection. With, you know, with, with God, with higher powers, with. So some, a personal you know, I, connection I in, somehow. Yeah. Of those three reasons, what would you say you would rely on the most? And it's not either or, but like of those three reasons, if you had to pick one that's, yeah, that's the primary reason, would you be able to pick that one? Um, I would say the experiences that I've had. Personal experience. can't be explained in other ways. Is it a series of personal experiences? Because I've talked to different people. Sometimes we'll have a, a series of personal experiences. Sometimes we'll have like one huge personal ex defining personal experience I mean how, how is it for you I would say um, a series a series of personal experiences yeah a series of personal experiences yeah throughout my life and some of them I think I ignored at times and others I went oh there's something to this yeah so could these personal and, and I'm trying this goes back to your definition of God if Fred happened to be let's say a Muslim these personal experiences could just as easily bring someone to a belief in Allah as God or to, is, to believe his your God as God is it is it is that equally possible or is that not how you see the belief I, I think it could be um, I, I don't know that they're, they're that they're different gods so it might be more of our perspective of that God and that's, that makes sense to me. So I really understand Absolutely. now. Like you, you really do mean God in a in a bigger scope. Right. I understand. Yeah. Let's suppose Fred. We're going to change his belief, and let's suppose Fred says, "You know what, Brian? I'm going to tell you something. I've had these personal experiences in my life that have showed me not only 
that I don't really understand the God you believe in, but I don't believe in God. That's what Fred says. Okay. And we know what you're saying about your belief. And I'm a third person, and I just really want to know what's true and real, real in the world. Is there a way I can maybe understand what you guys are talking about or, or align my belief to what's more true in the world by hearing you guys speak? I think everybody has to um, do their own personal research, if you will, um, to dig into that and uh, you know, talk, talk to who, whoever you feel might be uh, informative and make your own decisions. So um, I talk to both of you and do my own. Gather the facts, you know, be a, be yeah. a scientist or a researcher or right. whatever that might be. Um, everybody's going to believe their own thing. Some, you know, there's a lot of people that don't believe anything in the Bible is true. There's a lot of people who think everything in there is like, you know, not only true, but like exactly as written. And there's others, and there's a whole bunch of people in the middle. Right. I understand. Uh, yeah. So there's a, there's a wide realm. Uh, yeah. Right. I get you. Yeah. And if, if I did that and I, you know, I followed your advice and I did my own research and for whatever reason, whatever, you know, what Fred said to me, who knows, it resonated more with me. Is that, is that belief then true? Would you say, does that make that belief true? Um, I think it, I don't know. It's hard to say what makes such belief true or, or, or false, other than personal experiences with that, um, and if that creates a belief or disbelief from those experiences, or what you've been taught, or yeah, you know. right, yeah. I'm trying to follow you, so I mean, I don't think I don't think anybody has a true answer to. You know, God, higher power, exactly what that is. Everybody's their own perception. So you're saying in that situation, I could, there's a couple options. I could be believing a true belief, and I could also be believing a false belief. Very possible. Much like pretty much everything that's on our news today. Yeah. Right? I mean, aside from powers and religion and spiritual, what we hear on the news, everybody, you know, you, you look at it, it might be true, it might not be true. And... If Fred, for whatever reason, decided to ask you the same question, and he said, you know, Brian, I understand what you're saying about my belief, but maybe it's possible with your belief, you could also be either believing a true belief or a false belief. What would you tell him, you think? I would tell him that uh, I have had a series of experiences in my life that uh, at least make large components of my beliefs um, rock solid to me. Yeah. Um, might be, you know, if somebody has a different belief, that's that's entitled, you know, they're entitled to that. Of course. Yeah, everybody's um, entitled to that. they're wrong. Yeah. These are different. Yeah. Um, there's been benefits of some of my belief system and, and faith that uh, I like to share with others. And, and if, if it can help them uh, to get through challenges or help them in tough times or help them through life. Uh, great. Everybody's on their own path. Um, my, my job isn't to change that path. Unless, yeah, and we're, you know. I get that. I think that's a good, that's a good way to start off that we're, you know, we're not trying to judge each other. We're trying to not communicate. We're right. trying to like understand each other more. Right. And I might learn something from 
Fred or whoever that, you know, might make my journey or my beliefs even stronger or vice versa, change them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with Fred's belief, and let's say he believes it out of a seven out of seven, and would we say that that's a a good place for him to be for his belief, a seven out of seven for the confidence level of his belief is true, do you think? I think it is. It is? I think it's a good place to be to, to have confidence in your beliefs. Let's, as a thought experiment, just extend the thought experiment, and let's just... For the sake of this conversation, let's have, we are somehow omniscient, and we know that Fred's belief happens to be incorrect. We just, we know it. We know your belief is a true belief, and his belief is not true. Okay. How, I'm trying to think, like, how could we be able to show Fred that his belief is incorrect since we do know it's incorrect how could we be able to show his belief is incorrect or that's, lack of belief that's, that's a tough one because it, it's very it varies by person um, first of all that that, that that person has to have enough of an open mind to even consider that it might be true you'd have to have an open mind yeah if so they don't then it doesn't matter what you tell them show them I've had experiences in not just spiritual but you can give somebody all the facts and they still don't believe it. It sounds like in this case, we're possibly dealing with someone who's believing at a, a belief at a seven, and there's no way for us to show him, or he might not even be able to show himself, that he should possibly believe the belief less, belief less than the seven, since we seem to know that it's not true. We can't show him that. And so he seems like he's going to walk around believing a true belief, I think we're saying. I mean... An untrue belief. Is that? Yeah. Very possible. Yeah. And in that case, I believe my my role there is to plant seeds, share with them my experiences, and then pray for them. Yeah. And let the rest happen. And see where, yeah. Now, and I'm not trying to, and I just really, I don't want to, I'm not saying that your belief is incorrect. That's not my, that is not what I'm saying. But to extend the thought experiment, I'm just, I'm wondering like what would happen if we just turned it all around. That let's suppose for whatever reason, he had a handle on the truth. And for some reason, omnisciently, we knew that your belief was not the belief, the, the true belief. And you're believing your belief out of seven out of seven. Would he be able to show you that you that you should be able to reduce your confidence in the belief in that sense? Um, I would listen to what he had to say, but I, it would be difficult for him to sway my belief because I've had actual experiences that have solidified my belief. Yeah. Yeah. Not just thoughts, or not just that somebody taught me or told me. Yeah, I've, I've had life experiences that have right. led me to believe what I believe. So, can you share his his view, uh, why he believes what he believes? Um, and, and, yeah, and again, I'm not yeah. trying to say that your belief is incorrect yeah. or anything like that. I think part of the reason why I do this podcast is, you know. This person's walking around with a belief at a seven and a seven, and this person's yep. walking the belief at a seven and a seven, and so on and so on. 
we're all walking around with these really super intense beliefs that quite possibly they can't all be true at the same time. Right. And it seems that in certain, in many circumstances possibly, we can't, we're unable to show each other that or, or the people, people can't even show themselves that. And, and I don't know if the, what the solution is and maybe, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. I don't, I don't that. think there is one. I mean, I think it's, I think we live in, we live, we live in a world where uh, you know, everybody thinks differently. Everybody's their own understanding of things. Um, we are bombarded by information from all directions. Much of the information is counter to the other information we get. Um, we have to make our own choices and decisions based on our experiences and the information we get. Um, I don't think we'll ever see a time when everybody believes the same thing. Um, and I also don't think it's, it's. I also don't think it's right for for anybody to feel like they have to change everybody. Um, whether it's spiritual or political or is the earth round or flat. Um, yeah. So I think our world always has been and always will be the di- diversification of different thoughts and beliefs. And um, you know, like I said, my, my feeling in that is uh, when the opportunities arise, I share people my experiences and I share with them why I have my belief. If if that uh, they can take take that and make of it what they will. Um, Thank you, Brian. My I, job isn't to change anybody. Yeah. Maybe to influence, but not to change anybody. Thank you, Brian. And uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you did too. Um, we're just trying something new, and I know Anthony's just been listening in, and I'm just going to ask him if he happens to have any questions that he'd like you to. Have one. Okay. Okay. Sure. Please. That was really interesting to listen to. Thanks. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, my, my, my question would be, okay, so I was listening very carefully and it seemed like personal experience was your main justification for being like in a seven out of seven that there's this higher power. Right. And what I'm wondering is since personal experience seems to be so important to you in arriving at that conclusion, could you envision like from this day forward personal experiences that would have that you would experience personally <laughs> um, that would actually move you down do your, do your personal um, experiences only serve to move you up and maintain your view or would you allow personal experiences to move you a different uh, in, a, in an opposite direction I guess I, I, I'm not sure what kind of a personal experience could, could move me in that direction. It might, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure know, it would be so hard like to I've envision had it. such powerful personal experiences yeah. to help may, me solidify that belief. Maybe that could be experiences that helped you reflect on your past experiences that led you to become less confident that that those were actually confirming uh, the, 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 the truth of a God or something like possible, that. Possible, but yeah. it would be a difficult transition because I've... Um, strong in my beliefs and my faith. Um, I, like I said, I, I have had experiences that my, my, my daughter has, my family has, that um, just have made that solid enough that it would be, it would take a lot to really sway me away from it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That was all that I had. I don't to have ask. a reason to. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, 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 the belief system I have is a very positive one. So, um, don't really necessarily even have a reason to, to even pursue that 
Maybe that's not the way it is, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. that maybe that helps make it a seven two. That it's been a positive experience, so therefore uh, it helps to make it a seven. There's less incentive to. Oh, let me. It sounds like what you're saying is that there might be less incentive to question those experiences because the belief is such a positive force in your life. I sure. suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. That's really all I had. And this this is also a time if you want to ask us questions about what we're doing or or if you want to ask us where we stand on your claim, you can absolutely. Um, yeah, you so, can do that too. Uh, I don't I, want to take I, a lot I, of your I'm time. I was just kind of starting to read your sign. They want to stand down. So, um, so I guess you have this podcast. Um, what's what's kind of your mission of the podcast? What's your intent? It's his or, podcast, so I'll okay. kind of hand it over. To him. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, the reason why I started this is really what I said to what I we were talking about at the very end of what I was talking about is that um, we, um, you know, I've become personally concerned probably over the last four or five years that in our country and maybe it's been always been this way and I just haven't noticed it that we just have these we're walking around these intense belief silos almost and then we can't break through to the other side and we just can't have these kinds of conversations that we're all having now. And, I'm, and that's, I kind of, you know, I saw Anthony was doing this, these kinds of conversations on YouTube, like, oh, this is the kind of way we can talk to people who may or may not have different ways of knowing the beliefs they know. And uh, that's the whole reason why I, I got into it in the first place. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, what do you think? No, I think, I think it's interesting and, you know, it's, uh, I think it's a, Probably good to, to be able to be able to share conversations, you right. know, with other people that people can listen to and and kind of make again make their own decisions about about things. Yeah, yeah. Right. Where, where it's like you know, like it is. It, um, I think it has gotten a lot worse over the last four or five years of the silos. And uh, I'm 100 percent right. You're you're 100 percent wrong, and we're not going to discuss it. Yeah. And if and if uh, you don't believe the way I do, then you're a bad person or whatever. Um, yeah. It's a shame it's come that way, and I think our media has driven that intentionally, personally. But um, I think it's very concerning. This is a good. I guess this is a, this is a good platform where where there can be open dialogue, uh, you know, without it getting offensive or angered or whatever. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's why I do this. Yeah. Summar- summarize it better than I could have. So thank you. Sure. Very good. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to sit and chat. Thanks. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. That was awesome. Thank you. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. We will now speak with Beth, who voiced skepticism about New Age beliefs relative to her own Christian beliefs right after this short break.
Thanks for stopping. Yeah. What changed your mind? I mean, because you were uh, just walking by. Uh, honestly, I, I don't. You'll hear about my voice, but I did a tarot card reading a little while ago. Uh huh. And she got this really puzzled look on her face, and she's like, "Do you do podcasts?" I said, "No." She's like, "You should." Interesting. To talk about my beliefs wow. and what I'm passionate about. I'm oh, well, like, interesting. So, after you, I passed by, I'm like, I need to do this. Well, I don't want you to feel pressured or any way, either from them or, or <laughs> us or whatever. Okay. Um, that could be... So, basically, we, we take a claim like that, like... Um, um, that there's a correlation between what that person said and you actually coming over here or some other belief, or we can even talk about something more and more general, like what does it mean to have a belief or what does it mean to have good evidence for a belief? Um, just give a little bit of a background. Okay. I, I just literally landed about an hour ago oh, from wow. Texas. Okay. My friend Mark here has a, this is his setup. So I, I just rolled in and, and but I've, I've been having conversations like this for a long time. Okay. And generally, uh, my goal is to try to take my own beliefs out of it and try to fully understand where you're coming from okay. and be a mirror to your own beliefs. Okay. I want you to hear how you're reasoning about things. Okay. Does that sound? Okay. You want to you do that? Yeah. And if at any point you're uncomfortable or, you know, you don't want to do this or... If you want to ask me questions in return, oh, I'm also experimenting with brutal honesty, oh. <laughs> and I've always tried to be honest. But like, um, if you want me to like, um, if give give my position on your claim, yeah. if you want to know where I stand on it, even though I'm trying to take my beliefs out of it, if you want to know where I stand on it, it's completely fine. But um, yeah, um, is this your first time at this expo? Yes. Yeah. What drew you to it? Uh, my friend does Reiki, and she just wanted somebody to come along. So she and her husband are here listening to something, and your, I just... Your friend? I wanted a chair massage. That's what I wanted. What's going on over there? Because there's a lady laying down. I don't know if you can see it or not. I have no idea. Okay. Like, I went over there. Like, that, I was like, they're going to have chair massages. I'm going to go. Uh-huh. I may play around to get a reading. I don't know. Hmm. It's okay. Audio is really important to him, I guess. Should we be talking to the top of these things? Yeah, I tilt it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I can hear you fine. Okay. Okay. I'm just a quiet soul. Yeah, yeah. You are a little quiet. Yeah, and I I don't have the best hearing either, so I might be like really be leaning into to hear what you're saying. Um, Ideally, when we're doing this, like we don't want to take a lot of your time. Okay. But we, what I would like to do is, is like isolate a belief that you have that you think is true mm-hmm. and see if we can boil it down to a claim, okay. like a, a one sentence claim or so about what it is you think is true. Okay. And then I'll ask you some questions to okay. po- possibly help you reflect on your reasoning about it. Okay. If, if you're cool with that. Okay. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about, do you want to talk about your view on Reiki healing or um, the tarot card thing or something else completely? It could be um, politics, even social and social issue. It doesn't have to be anything that that you've experienced here. Um, maybe how my Christian faith kind of interacts with this stuff. Yeah. Because you know I'm not necessarily sold on a lot of it. Uh huh. I'm curious, but I'm like, you know, I believe you know Christ is my Savior. He died for my sins. He's coming back, and that's something like. 
yes, I grew up in church, but it's something I've never questioned. Like, it's not that my parents pushed it, but I've just, that is my truth. And uh, I believe God gives people gifts. And yes, some people may have the gift of prophecy, but I don't know that all of this necessarily is of truth. Okay. So, like, it's, it's kind of, that's why I'm, like, skeptical of everything. And I was walking around, like, kind of doe-eyed, like, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, okay. I'm tempted to share my position on that, but um, I'll hold up. It's, it's available to you if you want to know okay. where I stand on it. Um, you have a certain, I want to repeat back what I think I'm hearing. Okay. You have a certain am- amount of skepticism about what you're experiencing here with some of the booths that yes. you're seeing. And then you also mentioned your Christian faith. Yes. I'm wondering, are you or have you ever been as equally skeptical about the Christian beliefs as you are about these things? Okay. No, like I said, it's something that, to me, that is truth. There is, you can argue every which way, logically or not, and it's not going to change. I I mean, from from a young I wouldn't say young child, but from a child to now, like people can give me all their reasons why they question the existence of God or Jesus. And it doesn't faze me because I know. Okay. (laughs) Are you saying, I think I hear you saying that you've had the, the Christian beliefs for a very long time. Yes. You were raised with them. Yes. And there's nothing that would cause you to question it. Okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. If you were raised with beliefs about Reiki or tarot card reading, do you think you'd be sitting here just as dogmatic? I don't or, know. I, I don't, maybe dogmatic is not the right I, word. I, but I, I, that's I, how I see it. So that's that's my brutal honesty yeah, coming right. through. Like, nothing will change your mind about Christianity. But if you were raised to believe in Reiki healing and tarot card reading, do you think you'd be more apt to question it at this time in your life than the, the other stuff? That's a hard question to answer because... Yeah. I, like I said, like Christianity wasn't pushed on me, like it was there, and like we went to church, but it wasn't. It was something I felt. And if I were raised with Reiki or tarot card reading, that that would be the norm. But would I ever? I, I don't know. I mean, possibly question it, but I don't. I mean, that would just seem normal to me at that point. If if you were raised, this is what I think I okay. hear you saying. If you were raised with Reiki healing and tarot card reading. And it wasn't pushed on you, but it was all around you as you were growing up. Are you saying that you wouldn't be questioning it today? I don't know that I would be. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it's, that's a hard, answer, hard question to answer because, yeah. because I wasn't raised with it. So, sure. I feel like I would question it, hmm. but I'm not. seems just trying to come up with a a good answer but I don't maybe I would be questioning Christianity at that point if I were raised but sometimes there's got to be a balance because I know friends that are Christians that you know, may believe in certain things and, and, you know, doing the Reiki healing and energy. I believe, yes, we have energy in our body, but 
my faith is stronger than that. Like, you know, I put more importance on my Christian faith than I put on anything that anybody's going to say or do to me. I got you. Is it fair to say that the Christian beliefs are more important to you than the Reiki beliefs and the tarot card reading beliefs? To me, that, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe one more question? Yeah, Possibly? Sure. I don't know how... Are you... I don't, are, do you have a time limit on your... Okay. Do you have a time limit? No. Okay. You can end this at any time. I saw my friends walking by and they just kept walking. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I'm wondering about. Um, what is it about the Reiki... Uh, beliefs and the tarot card reading that is causing you to be skeptical about it and, and I, there's a reason why I'm asking this question okay. I'm wondering once we get an answer I want to see if, if we can compare that reason to why you're not questioning the, the Christian okay. beliefs so yeah I don't know a lot about Reiki except what my friend Ange does um, and like I've been on her table and I've you know, experienced like colors in my mind and, you know, just sensations. And I mean, like I said before, like I understand that there's energy and we can impact each other. Um, I think I question more like the prophetic tarot card readings because I did a tarot card reading and like just a regular psychic reading because I wanted to see, <laughs> I was testing to see if they would be similar. And what I didn't like about the psychic reading was that she turned and was talking to my husband and he said I'm not exactly happy where I am I miss my family and to me my husband passed away July 28th of last year of 21 and I cannot talk about him without smiling because I know that he is with our Savior and like that's such a strong belief mm. and she was telling me that um, do you mind if I have my guy, one of my guides, help him go to the next step? And I was like, I want to say, lady, I know exactly where he is. And, mm. but I was like, sure. And she's like, okay, he's moving on to a better place. And I'm like, there is no better place. So it's like the very skeptical of what she, someone who says she was raised a Southern Baptist. And I'm like, mm, I had a hard time with that. The tarot card, not so much because there are cards in front of me and I could kind of get my own ideas from the card like inspiration from the cards if nothing else like okay. flip over the education when i was like huh i'm currently in college to become a middle school teacher at 50 you know like oh, really? so just things like that that are if they happen somewhere else in life i'd call them god winks like you know little reassurances at a tarot card table maybe they're god winks i don't know did you say god wings god winks like oh, like winks like yeah you're on the god right track winks. kind of thing um okay I felt more confirmation from the tarot card reading. And I specifically went, I like the lady that I went to for the, the psychic reading, like there was just something like she said, her, her sign said something about truth. And I was like, okay, we'll go here. And I was just very uncomfortable with how she was phrasing things and the fact that she was turning to talk to Frank and he's not happy. And I'm like, yeah, he is. Mm. Like, I know he is. Mm. <laughs> like, um, Okay. It was just very unsettling. So, okay. I don't know if that helps you at all. Uh, well, I mean, it helps me. I don't under, yeah, it helps me understand your um, how you're viewing things mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, I, do, I honestly, this is more about helping the person that I'm interviewing um, reflect on how they're reasoning about things. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I, I'm tempted to ask you more questions. Go ahead. Can I ask you maybe one or two more? Sure. Okay. Um, you mentioned uh, that you're. It sounds like you're more. You're somewhat more skeptical of those the things that you experienced over there to different different degrees. Like yeah. maybe the tarot card reading more so than the fortunes. No, I'm I'm more skeptical less? of the. How would we rank them? How, could we rank them? Okay. Well, well, in terms of skepticism. Uh, on a scale of one like, to ten. Sure. Okay. Let's, let's rank them in order. Like. Okay. Like, what, which one are you, you're least skeptical about Christianity, and maybe we can work backwards from there. Okay. I'm not skeptical about yeah, Christianity. Yeah, so least, that's a zero. <laughs> zero. Yeah, there's okay. zero skeptical. Um, tarot cards. Right, six. Lady over here, probably a nine. <laughs> okay. The tarot card was the lowest one. Yeah, right. Like it just, and maybe it was the presentation of things or like just the general feel. I was very comfortable at the table. Uh-huh. And I went in thinking, you know, I don't know that I believe any of this stuff. Um, but she was able to put me at ease. And even just like seeing the cards, like I said, I was getting my own kind of inspiration from the cards. So it was easier to digest. Was that the, um, are you saying that, it sounds like what you're saying is, uh, the more comfortable you are with what you're experiencing, the more likely you are to be less skeptical about it. Possibly. But when I sat down at first for the psychic reading, I was comfortable. Uh-huh. And then she started talking and her presentation was different. Her, you know, the conversation with my husband, like, I don't know. It was, that was unsettling to me. Unsettling. Um, yes. Because I was very comfortable when I sat down. I specifically chose this person. I, like, I walked around like three times. Hmm. And I'm like, who do, who, I, who do I feel drawn to go to? Yeah, yeah. And that's the, that's the table that I kept going, I'm going to go to her. And then, you know, I was comfortable when I sat down. And when she started doing her reading, I was like, mm. Uh-huh. Could something be unsettling or uncomfortable and be factually true? Of course. Okay. Can something be really comfortable and false? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Could you rank Christianity really high up there in terms of, um, uh, you're, well, we ranked in terms of skepticism, not right. level of comfort. But I am wondering if there's a parallel, if there's a parallel scale maybe in terms of comfortability. There are definitely some uncomfortable things in Christianity. Hmm. I mean, it's not all rainbows and sunshine and unicorn farts. Um, don't well, ask me why I said as, unicorn. Flies. As far as how you feel about it, um, is there anything unsettling? Yeah. Is there okay? Is there a relationship between how something is unsettling to, and and how you how you view it skeptically? Like, if 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 it's more settling or comfortable, let me just put, use that word. Okay. Are you less likely to be skeptical about it? Kind of middle of the road because I can see it both ways because I can think of situations that were like very comfortable but I'm still like okay okay um, random example no say I'm seeing a man in the Dominican Republic it's a very comfortable situation like I'm comfortable being there I enjoy the relationship but there's still skepticism like is he really who he says he is is he being honest and so yes you can be comfortable and skeptical at the same time. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Does that answer? Uh, yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, I think that's probably does it for the questions I have. For I want you. to hear your side. Okay. Do you, you want to ask me a specific question? No, it's just you, well, the very first question you said, I have thoughts on that. And it was about, I think it was when I said something about my Christianity and the fact that I just, like, that is my truth. Right. Um, I don't think, I don't, well, I don't know much about Reiki or um, tarot card reading. And I do know quite a bit about Christianity. My senses or my feeling, or put it this way, my confidence that those things are true and real um, is very low. Okay. Very low on that confidence, says, including the existence of a god or anything. Like I, I'm very skeptical on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recognize that that, that it could, it could it could maybe make me feel comfortable to think that maybe you know there's an afterlife or there's a deity watching out for me or, or my spouse is yeah, will will be there when it, you know when I die. Or something. Like that's a, that's a comfortable feeling to me. But my confidence that that's factually true is very low. Yeah, that's where I stand. Have you ever heard of the book Case for Christ? I have. It's a good book. Mm, okay. <laughs> He's like, I'm skeptical. Have you read it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, this is where you can ask me questions too. So I, I'm, I'm tempted. To, I'm tempted to ask you more questions. You can ask more questions. I am not a question asker. That's the joke oh, really? with my friends. Oh, yeah. Because I'm I have. More, I'm more of a questioner than an answerer, to be honest. I'm the person like. We just did this last night. One of my close friends and my boss who was one of my friends um this is the second time we've been out just to hang out and my friend michelle will ask a thousand questions and i am more of a person like i've known my boss a couple years i'm more of i'll just listen when he talks and i'll take in information whereas michelle will just be like so i hear you're separated from your wife Mm. what happened there like Mm. and i'm like oh that's just (laughs) like she will just ask questions and i can't I can't do that. I'm a listener. Like, okay. just take it in. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so hmm. if you want to ask more questions, I'm an, op- I, I say I'm an open book. I've always um, said that. I think maybe just in the interest of keeping it short, we should probably wrap it up here. Okay. You know, I, I've done this, I've done these interviews before for my own, my, my own channel, but what I usually do is I, I invite people to come back. So okay. I, I don't know if, 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 let's say you come back, if you want to come back in an hour or if you're here tomorrow okay. and if you want to continue the conversation okay. or. Maybe ask me more questions, or okay. if, if you want me to qu- ask you more questions. Maybe I should have Michelle write down questions I should ask you. <laughs> Feel free to. That would be awesome. If you showed up tomorrow with a list of questions you wanted to ask me. Or maybe I'll bring Michelle and let her ask you the questions. Bring your friend over. Yeah. She would be freaked out by all of this. Why? Um, how unchristian it is in her eyes. Uh, like when I told her that I was going with oh, this, Ange- this event, yes. not this interview. Oh no, not the interview. Okay. No, she okay. would speak her mind. She would definitely speak her mind. When I told her I was going with Ange to this Reiki event, she's like, you know, like very skeptical. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm more entertained by the idea <laughs> than anything. What? I have one last question. Okay. Um, what would it take for you to be as skeptical as you are about this? And I know you're moderately skeptical yeah. about it. Not as much as your friend. Yeah. Um, what would it take for you to become more skeptical? More skeptical about your Christian outlook? I don't know that I can be because it's so much. It's so much in my core that I can't explain it. Like I wish I could say I had this event when I was, you know, twelve years old, where I was like, oh, right. I realized I needed a savior. It's just always been part of me. Hmm. Like I. You know, yes, there were times growing up, like especially 
you know, the 20s and early 30s where I didn't necessarily live a Christian, a typical Christian life. But during that whole time, the faith didn't change. It was just my behavior. Um, I've, I've never... I, you always believed as strongly as you did mm-hmm. like, since, since forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, people have all these people have different testimonies and all of these events and things and where they, you know, the way they thought and the way that... It's like, even in my 20s and 30s, when I was making bad decisions, I knew that I was making bad decisions, and I knew I knew my reality that Christ was my Savior. Like, I still made bad decisions. That's, I mean, Christians aren't perfect <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Um, right. But it just, that part of me is in my core, and I, I don't know if I could get rid of it if I wanted to. Like, just... And that's not a logical explanation. But it's the reality. It's your reality. It's my reality. Like, this is who I am. (laughs) Wonderful. From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon. And you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable.